Hey, welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, we've got a bunch of Superman news this week. I'm so happy. Because he's super. And he's a man. (laughs) (laughs) But is he 40? Uh, Yes. No. For those maybe for those that don't you know don't follow sports, Jeff Gundy had a uh, tirade against the media back in ten years ago when he when he was defending one of his players. He was like, he's like, come after me. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah. Oh God, Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, he was the. His brother Stan was the Pistons coach for a while. No, Jeff Gundy, like the oh, coach Jeff of Oklahoma Gundy. State oh, football. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I thought you said that. Jeff yeah. Gundy, who yeah, the no, last couple years I had remember, a. Uh, yeah. Had a party in you know business in a front party in the back. Yeah, Here that mullet was epic. Anyway, so I've got my matcha latte because uh, while I was waiting on you, I took a nap and I need to wake up. <laughs> I am. I have my protein mixture of. A little bit of everything in it. So I was reading yesterday, and here we are in, in health chat with Brian and Daryl. Uh, you should wait <laughs> up to an hour before you take your protein after working out. Um, because if you do it within a half hour of working out, it'll settle in your tummy. Yeah, this stuff doesn't so. settle the way I use it. That's interesting, though, because I've heard I've actually read other stuff where they said you should take it within an hour. Yeah. So it, it's before said, or after. If actually, you, it but. said if you do like an hour to three hours, like it's actually the best time and your body will like take in the majority of the protein. But it's um, especially if you're doing whey or collagen um, mm-hmm. and not the plant based. So. That's interesting. Yeah, and plant, I, so plant based is different, a little different. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't understand the science behind it. Um, the science, I'll just call him William, um, since we personify science now. Uh, didn't make a whole bunch of sense to me, but also I'm not like in that world, so um, mm-hmm. I just found it as an interesting little article. Anyway, uh, so this week we are talking about Superman and Lois. Uh, which was the surprisingly good pilot. Um, yes. WandaVision episode eight, which spoilers is the best episode to date um, of any of the Marvel TV shows. Um, I'm not sure about that. I'm, 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 I am, I am willing to make that. Oh, well, yeah, I forgot about it. Humans. <laughs> I mean, that was just, that was just eight episodes of solid. I mean, diarrhea. think about it. You had an advanced race, and they used some wall clippers from, like, Target but, to yeah. cut Medusa's to, hair. To, to, to render one of the most powerful Inhumans impotent. Um, you know, I mean, I'm talking Inhumans. I'm talking Gifted. I'm talking Runaways. Like, you know, but actually talking about the good stuff, like S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, all the Netflix stuff. I love this episode. I, I Like, if this is what we can expect from MCU TV... Like, I'm super excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and my trepidations about Loki are getting less. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want a whole series where it focuses on Loki, but that is behind beside the horrid. But it's, it's going to be only – is it going to be a six-episode Uh I hope it's, like, four, to be honest. Like, less is more with Loki. I think so, too. So, uh, but, yeah. Anyway, so up first – in the news bites, I gotta come up with a different name for news bites. You know, I ri- originally want to call it, call it, um, you know, because it's the infamous podcast. I wanted to call it Tip, just the Tip. Um, 
Um, but settled on news bites. <laughs> and yes, I'm aware of uh, <laughs> the innuendo there. Anyway, um, but no, up, up first is uh, Netflix made a big, or sorry, Nickelodeon made, made a really big announcement this week that they are expanding the world of Avatar and not the blue people who have sex with their tails, but the true Avatar, the last airbender variety and Korra variety by launching Avatar Studios, which will create more um, Avatar content. Yeah, and at being one who just finished Avatar this morning. Yes. After what, what has it been, like six months or something like that? Uh, it's been kinda, eight years. Well, I mean, since I started watching uh, I'm just, it. I'm just saying, it's been like eight years since I've been trying to get you to watch the show. Yeah, I, I'm kind of ashamed of myself. It took me this long to get You know, it's it. okay. I mean, there's lots of stuff that you tell me to watch that, like, you know. Like, I tried that um, Nick Sanderson book. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson book. Who's Nick Sanderson? That's a name from some. Anyway, uh, the Brandon Sanderson, the way of the turtle or whatever it's called. Um, way of Kings. Yeah, I, I just, I, I have to already start over because I'm lost. Um, I just have to, maybe I have to read it. I don't think I'm going to be able to listen to it. Um, but yeah, anyway. so I, I've only read those books, and then when I've, I've listened to them after I read it. Yeah. So. So, yeah, there's certain books that I think, like, even you probably do get a better feel for it if you read it. Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, so um, this is going to be on Nickelodeon. It'll also be on um, what will be Paramount Plus, what is CBS All Access right now. So, uh, yeah. So another uh, streaming service is going to have to go in order to bring Paramount Plus back into the fold. Um but yeah, this is great news, especially after uh, Brian D. or Michael D. Martino and and Brian Con Conizetko Konitsko 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 uh, just Brike. That's what they're called, Brike. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> like decided like maybe the Netflix live action stuff isn't a good idea. Um, and I, I've been I've been on this like bandwagon of let's not do Avatar in live action ever again, um, because. There's no way to make airbending or waterbending look cool. Yeah, and right before we started recording, I, I was saying that it's just watching the fight between Azula and Zuko, Aang and the Phoenix. I was going to call him the Fire King, the but Phoenix King, the Phoenix. It would no, just no, right? No, like no, um, just that's that's all I can say is no. Don't try it. It's, so, so Azula and Zuko's Agni Kai is legitimately, legitimately my favorite like two minutes of animation ever. It's probably oh, more it than two. So it's smooth. probably like six. Between yeah. the way it's scored and the stakes yes. and yes. the actual animation, and watching Zuko come into his own as Azula, who has been the powerhouse of the entire series, like let's be honest, breaks down. She was one hundred percent the most powerful character on the show. Like even more so than Aang, who who could control to limited degrees all all, uh, all four elements. She 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 was a a victim of her own ego, and mm-hmm. you know it, it, the way they did it was great. You know she she broke down because of her ambition, mm-hmm. and like kind of like Genghis Khan. 
you know? Uh, <laughs> like, could you imagine her as the Fire Lord and the genocide that would have happened on that planet? Oh, no. Like, I just like to think about that. It's like, that would have made Thanos uh, have, uh, have, have to change his underpants. Uh, no, Thanos would squash her like a bug. Nah, but, dude, know. she would just burnt him right yeah. up before he even had a chance yeah. to. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> but no, so so they are they're doing this. It's going to go into production this year, um, doing it an animated theatrical film and some spinoff series and um, you know other digital platforms and, and things like that. So this is super 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 exciting. Um, I love it's kind of a. Avatar. Was, Sorry. Yeah. It's kind of. I was going to say, it's kind of a balm for the dread that I feel with the Netflix live action coming. Yeah. Hey, Netflix, just don't do it. You lost Brian and Mike. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Restraint. You all have plenty of other stuff to work on. Work yeah. on Warrior Nun, all yeah. this other stuff you all have. You have plenty of properties. Yeah. Let's make sure Leave Jupiter's Avatar legacy alone. is actually good. How yes. about that? You know? Good, good um, idea. Anyway, uh, but before we get to Jupiter's Legacy, we got uh, a fun little teaser for Spider-Man 3. Uh, we, we finally got the name. And it was a great little video where, um, you know, Tom leaves the director's office and he's like, he gave me a fake name again. And, and he's like, why? Why does he keep doing this? Why doesn't he trust me? He says, I spoil things. When's the last thing I spoiled anything? And uh, Ned and Zendaya was like, uh, the last movie? <laughs> So, <laughs> I love that. And then it, it, it zoomed in on the uh the the whiteboard behind them and so it's called Spider Man No Way Home, which is uh you know true because of Mysterio's little last uh what do you call it? Illusion. Yeah. I would the, call it, it like, a trick, but it's an illusion, Michael, because yeah, like Joe Blue says Mysterio's F U to Spider Man. Yeah, big time. Um so yeah, I'm really interested yeah. to see how the multiverse yeah. plays into all of this. Oh man, I like again. I, excuse me, we get Wandavision ending next week, so mm -hmm. that's going to lead a lot into you know what to expect from Doctor Strange and Spider Man. I can't wait. Right, I can't right. wait to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super super excited. Uh, I like. I like the first two Spider-Man movies. I know, so I know there's a like a contingent of people who who do not like Tom Holland as Spider-Man, mm -hmm. and I don't know where you stand on it. I feel like we're on the same page liking Tom, um, but oh, to yeah. me, he he completely in, embraces both sides of Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and I mean, and there's people that I, you know, I respect and a lot and I wholeheartedly disagree with their thoughts on him not being truly Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Um, he is great as both. Yeah. And he is, he's honestly my, I, I, I loved uh, far, um, Homecoming. Far From Home, I liked a lot. I love, obviously, Jake Gyllenhaal, the, his role in that. But I didn't like it as much as... I did the first one, but like as, a, as you know, the first two movies, I thought, you know, Tom Holland and then him in Civil War. I love what he's brought to the MCU as Spider-Man. Yeah. And Peter Parker. He's brought this like freshness to it. Right. This like this. Right. Almost innocence. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy that like they were able to, you know, in the first movie, 
you know, it was it was homecoming was a hundred percent like self-contained. And the second movie, even though like it belonged into a wider world, um, far from home, it was like post snapping people coming back and it was it was overseas, but it was still a pretty self-contained story. Right. It, Which, it was. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like self-contained like Iron Man or Ant-Man, right? But it was still it was still like enough where they just sucked it in. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm looking forward to see what they what they have, what they bring us with this. I I cuz I just really don't know and I like that. I like not knowing. Mm-hmm. You know where they're going with this. So, yeah. Good title. You know, I don't yeah. get too I don't get too geeked out about titles no. generally, but I'm just I am just excited about what they've what they've done so far with the Spider-Man character and what they're going to do in the future, especially when you yeah. think about the whole multiverse thing. Right. And with Sony owning half of the rights to the character. Um I will say the 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 missed opportunity for the Spider-Man Homewrecker, which was in which was a uh, a rumored title for just all the the cosplay girls who dress up as like spy, like the gender men Spider Man, like that 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 would have been a, a year's worth of fun. Um, but no, it comes out Christmas of this year, so uh, exclusively in theaters. So Marvel knows yeah. something about um, the the cornholio sickness that we don't. So yeah, all right. Huh. So next is the Jupiter's Legacy trailer speaking of netflix hit netflix uh jupiter's legacy is a great comic from mark millar josh Dumel starring in it um there wasn't a whole lot there's a i think there's a thing going on on ign as we're recording this where they're they've got their like ign days or whatever uh with a panel with mark and josh Dumel. but it comes out soonish i think march something uh i forget yeah it does it yeah so um but yeah it's i was I was surprised because we only got sort of pretty much a voiceover, no real trailer. No, there wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot, a whole lot there. So, um, I, I thought that hey, this is this is pretty cool. So, uh, it was just a little teaser. Oh, Friday, May seventh, it premieres. Okay. So yeah. So, um, I might have to go back and re- reread that. I think I'm gonna have to reinstate my Netflix account. Yeah, do we know anything else about how many episodes it's going to be? It didn't. Like I looked I on TV line and it didn't stay say, but okay, you know. But uh, the ex- executive producers are um, Mark Millar, Frank Quitely. You know, they were the team on the comic. Uh, Lin- Lorenzo Di Ventura, uh, Dan Marmont, Stephen S. Tonight. You know, from Spartacus and Black Flag. Is that the one? Yeah, oh, I love that. I yeah, love that so, show. I mean, like, it's got a great team behind it. Uh, Josh Jamel, Sheldon Stapleton, uh, or sorry, uh, sorry, Josh Jamel is Sheldon, Sheldon Samson, who is the leader of um, the superhero team, and he's the Utopian. Leslie Bibb, who is great, uh, is his wife, Grace. Uh, ben Daniels from the Exorcist reboot is Walter, his older brother. Um, and yeah, so it's just. It's an interesting wow. cast. Ty- uh, sorry. Yeah, Ty- Tyler Maine is going to be in it. Yeah, good. We haven't That's seen a... Tyler in anything. Um, yeah. and, uh, and Matt Matt Lanter, who is the voice of Anakin on uh, the Clone Wars, is is one. So, of 
one of the characters. IMDb says eight episodes. Okay, perfect. I mean, it was six issues, so you know, right. I think I think if you can get eight forty-minute episodes out of uh, out of that, they're they're doing all right. Yeah, and there are pictures on the internet with uh, Josh Dumel in this kind of costume. There's only a few that I've seen, and a couple of the other characters, but yeah, yeah, it's not not, not much is out there about this, but we, we'll probably get something in the next. I'd say month and a half yep. as far as a full trailer. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So speaking of things that we don't have much of out there, um, we have a bunch of rumors <laughs> about Aquaman two that were hitting the, uh, the internet. And so keep in mind, this is just rumor. Um, but we have been talking about <laughs> the struggle between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp for months. Um, it feels like years. I feel like we have to talk about this, even if it's just a rumor. And I personally don't think this is true. Um, but, hey, if it turns out to be true, I think this is really interesting. There are reports that say Amelia Clark is replacing Amber Heard as Mira in Aquaman 2. Um, now, there have been other rumors that they brought in a second female lead and that they're going to like injure Mira early on in the movie so Amber Heard's not in it anymore. Um not in it for the rest of the movie, but I I don't know what to believe. I don't even know if they've started shooting. You know, it like there there's not there's not not anything that I would call like really reliable news. But I do have to say, uh, Johnny Depp's had a few wins in court lately, and you know there there's been evidence that has exonerated some of his claims, and just waiting for judges to to actually hear it and and you know bring it into court. But uh, but yeah, this is this is interesting. This is this is, uh, you know, this is that it's whole bad. like cancel culture thing, right? Yeah. Like, do do we want people who are assholes? If even if even if I don't think they're an asshole, like I don't think Gina's an asshole. I don't think Gina should have been fired. I think Pedro Pedro is an asshole. I don't think Pedro should be fired, even though I don't like Pedro. Exactly. I I don't think Johnny Depp should have lost Fantastic right. Beast. I don't think Amber Heard should lose this. Yeah, and this is a well, this is the thing about the whole what we we try to be as you know. I, I don't. It doesn't matter that I don't like Pedro. Like if he got if he, say if they let him go for the tweets he had, I would have had a problem with that. Same, because I'd have a problem with people getting fired for stuff that is just you know little dickish things. Mm -hmm. You know. If, it's one it's one and then you have something like Ezra Miller who obviously is has been untouched despite putting his hands on someone <laughs> on video attacking yeah. uh, just an old woman just flat yeah, out choking so... her to the ground and and you know i he he's part of he's part of a a sect of society that is quote unquote untouchable at the moment and you know whatever but i i do want to say all of these people who are putting petitions out there Stop. Hold on. Well, not just stop, but stop putting a petition out there and saying who you want in the role. Because I'm going to be honest. I don't want Amelia Clark as, as Mira. Um, no, you, I don't know if you all saw the Terminator movie she was in. I um, saw 40 minutes of it. She's <laughs> the worst Sarah Connor. Yeah. There, there, there's. I mean, like... Whatever the worst Sarah Connor is, she's three Sarah Connors below that. So there's still there's still three more women who can play Sarah Connor that, regardless, will be better than Amelia Clark. But I, I will say this too in her defense: 
one of the worst things about Aquaman was Amber Heard. She was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's great to look at. Absolutely. But as far as acting, as far as the chemistry with Jason Momoa, it was awful. And so she, Amelia Clark, I mean, again, I like Amelia Clark as Daenerys Targaryen. I've only, I, like I said, I only watched 40 minutes of that movie and I, I just called it quits. I, I couldn't go. I couldn't continue. Yeah, that was bad. I haven't seen her in anything else. Uh, I know she was in that movie with, I think, Henry Golding or something like that. Last oh, yeah. Christmas. There was like, she was like. Never watched that. Yeah. Which, so I'll, I'll say this. Um, make her a new character. Like, you know, that'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. Just Well, she could play Dolphin, which is a character from the Aquaman, and the character is blonde, mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody has to play what they are. So, um, wow, that was snarky, wasn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, we don't believe in hair dye anymore. You can't. <laughs> the, the The only hair color you're not allowed to have naturally is red. Um, red, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for those redheads out there, man. Dude, it's just redhead um, erasure. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. As far as this goes, like it's just rumor. I mean, we've been talking about um the whole Amber and Johnny Depp thing and. You know, Johnny lost a bunch of movies. Like, I feel like she's gonna lose stuff in the long run. Um, but that being said, like, I I don't think she should be kicked off. Um, I don't think she's a great actress. Like you said, she's very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as aesthetics go, you know, there's no such thing as perfection, and beauty is in the eye of the beholder, obviously. But she's nearly perfect. Um, <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've learned this in sports. Hey, if you are good at what you do, and the same thing, it's with anything, business world too. If you're really good at what you do, a lot of times you you skate on things on you know right. on being on a talent good person. Whatever. Because, so, yeah, yeah. But, but also, exactly. like, I think you can't just judge by looks, right? Like, if you right. like, I think the best example is like you look at Tom Brady. He's never been this jacked dude. He he kind of has a, a pseudo dad bod most of the time. And then you looked at a dude like Brady Quinn, who was a quarterback years ago from Notre Dame, got drafted by the Browns. And in between his senior year and or graduating from Notre Dame and starting in the NFL, he put on like 18 pounds of muscle and got shredded. And he looked fantastic, yeah. but he ruined his throwing motion. Yep. Because he completely changed the musculature of, her body, of his body. And he washed out of the league within a season. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just think that when it comes to this thing like with between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp like stop taking sides we're never going to get the actual truth we're just not yeah. and and you know stop trying to tell one of them that they can't work whatever side you're on like you know just let people make livings if someone's an asshole they're an asshole and you know yeah. <laughs> if they go to jail they go to jail and then they deal with the ramifications of that the court of public opinion is not should not be a, a life sentence no not not at all and again this is one of the reasons that uh, twitter is the the black hole of the universe right now because that's how it is you step out of line you do one thing you you know you don't hold the door for somebody when you're going out of the store oh this person did this let's cancel them let's say a jet engine drops out of the air cancel chris pratt yeah, you you don't you're not on Twitter, and they say you didn't t- congratulate this person for getting a role. Let's cancel them. Um, well, of course they're not going to yeah. be able to tweet about it. They're not on Twitter. 
Right. So anyway, uh, all right. So speaking of that person, uh, <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill, um, there is a Superman reboot in the works, and this is where my hypocrisy is going to show. Um, I don't think either of the two people from this deadline article that are involved in this movie should be allowed to go anywhere near the flagship superhero of all time. I am 100% so, in line with that way of thinking. So there was a great meme. Uh, so there's a Superman reboot in the works from Jar Jar Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates. And there's a great meme where it was Jar Jar going from Star Trek to Star Wars and as he, the doors were open and there was a trail of blood coming out of each door. And then he's knocking on DC's door. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm really happy that people are starting to come around. Like I told you on the phone earlier, I'm really yeah. happy people are jumping on the Brian. I hate J.J. Abrams bandwagon. <laughs> oh, man. I This news. Okay, WB, DCEU, all of this stuff with superman how do they continually just screw this up like the fact that we haven't well it started with the whole batman v superman Mm -hmm. in the sense of trying to catch instead of doing a true superman sequel they Mm -hmm. said hey let's try to catch up with what the mcu is doing let's shoehorn batman into it yeah and then let's throw wonder woman in there for about 10 minutes but let's not even like they didn't even shoehorn oh Batman in. They threw an aged Batman at the end of his career against a, yeah, a it, fresh-faced new Superman. And now you have the perfect, to me, like, Henry Cavill is Superman. He is just, he exudes Superman. He is a man, and he is yeah, super. <laughs> Yes. I mean, the guy built his own PCs and stuff. So Yeah. like I, mean, uh, Henry, he, I love Henry Cavill. Right. Like so, are you are you are you in your um, latex like one piece with with a heart with HC written on your on your chest like Anna that Star Wars girl when she had her simp video <laughs> that was great by the way I, I know she doesn't she listen to great. our show but that was fucking awesome oh that was hilarious so good on you I laughed <laughs> the whole time so yeah I should show hard for him I know I showed Angel I was like I was like because Angel's watched a few of her videos with me and I was like. This is hilarious. She's she's doing this thing about Henry Cavill and look at what she's wearing. And she's like, she never dresses like that. That's, you know, that's funny. Um, <laughs> all right. So so the rumor is it's going to be Calvin Ellis, who is uh, Earth-23. Um, is it 23 for Michael Jordan, maybe? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But in this Deadline article, it says Michael Jordan is attached to Wrong Answers, which is the movie Ryan Coogler is working on with Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, and I was like, I did not realize Michael Jordan went back to acting after uh, Space Jam. <laughs> you got to put the B in there, people. You got to yeah. put the B because there is a Michael Jordan who is the like that is the Michael Jordan. Michael B. Yeah. Jordan is never going to just be Michael Jordan in the eyes of the public. Yeah. To his mom. Sure. To his girlfriends or whatever. Boyfriends. Every roles. You know. Sure. But to everybody else, he's Michael B. Um, because you know, as much as I hate Jordan, he's the Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> I, I wanna be, so. I wanna be like Mike. Still one of the greatest commercials ever. Yeah, I mean the whole like that whole campaign, the whole campaign with 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 Spike Lee was awesome. Um, yeah. Ooh, she's mad. Anyway, um, 
but yeah, so I, I don't know. I so my here's my concern, right? We we just had which we're gonna talk about next, Superman and Lois premiere to to pretty much wide wide approval across the board. I saw very yes. few people like I did not like this. Um and it's just a pilot. And it's a pilot that like diverges greatly from the last time we saw Superman in the Arrowverse at Crisis. Right. Um so there's that. And, and then, you know, like I told you, we're on the eve of the Snyder cut coming out. It's 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 imminent within within weeks. Um and they go and they do this. It's like, why do you hate money, DC? Why? Yeah, it's so you know, I used to like Abrams. Um I I still love the first Star Trek he did. For and for despite being de uh, very derivative, I love The Force Awakens. But he has had some flubs in there. Uh so he's handled some things and this is a property I do not trust him with. Right. And as far as Tanahisi Coates when this news came out, one of our friends said, you know, this guy's a phenomenal writer. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not. That's that's objectively false. Yeah. He's not. He's a he's a right. He he's good at writing an agenda. Mm -hmm. And he's you know, he's, he's good at doing the whole. He's very political. Yes. And if and it's one of those things, if you agree with him, you might think he's a great writer. But also, if you look at what he's saying, I've seen some stuff he said that I don't like and I've seen some of the stuff he's written in comics mm -hmm. what makes them think that this guy can write a script so okay that's his, and that's his the Black Panther com comic was not good his, yeah, I tried reading a couple of yeah. and I just I was just like what is this yeah and then his Captain America comic was worse he had Captain America get lectured for his white privilege See, I never read any of this Captain America. Yeah, it's just like, are you kidding me? Just like, dude, that is not what Captain America is about, right? Like, I hated what they did to Sam um, when when it was Sam Wilson, Captain America, where it was all like, I don't know, I forget who wrote it. Um, it might have been Nick Spencer. Where it was all like, the alt-right was out to get him because, like, not my Captain America. Um, you know, and, and it's like, Sam Wilson is legitimately one of the coolest characters that has been in the MCU and in the Marvel comics. And when he became Captain America after Cap got de-aged, um, or re-aged, I guess, because he got old, um, <laughs> uh, like there was so much potential there to like really move Sam to be one of the heavy hitters in 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 Marvel. Not just MCU, but in Marvel, and and they they decided that they were gonna like go the cheap route, um, mm -hmm. and you know it's like I told you, like with this, Superman is the most recognizable superhero on the planet. Yes, hands down. Sup yeah, and yeah, we've talked about this before. As much the MCU, like these characters, like Captain America and Iron Man, they're household names now. But you go back to two, like you said, two thousand and eight, and what did you say when we were talking earlier? I said if you go back to pre two thousand and eight, and you ask anyone who their favorite superhero, if you ask a hundred people 
who their favorite superhero is, none of them say Iron Man. Not one. Nope. If you ask no. that same hundred people, who's your favorite Avenger? Not one of them say Iron Man. If you ask that same hundred people, who is your favorite, you know, armored superhero? Half of them say Steel. Yeah, you, like, you'll get a few Iron Man. Right Iron, there, Iron Man <laughs> was at best a C-list character. Oh yeah, at best. Yeah. And and you know, I mean, he was more problematic than interesting most of the time, anyway, um, because of how he was written and 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 the the things that like the flaws he had as a character. The same with Hank Pym. Um, I, I feel oh, like yeah. they're very close to the same character. Um, but you know, you fast forward to today, and like, oh, I think the other thing, if you would have said, "Hey, who's your favorite Marvel character?" Most people say Spider Man, and the second character is Hulk. And the third is probably Thor, maybe Cap. Yeah. And if that, someone, yep. and if you ever showed somebody a picture of Hawkeye, they're like, "Oh, Green Arrow's wearing purple now. Cool." <laughs> like honestly, like that's 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 what it is. And and as someone who read both, you know, Marvel's big thing, especially in the eighties and nineties, was the X Men. Oh, absolutely. You know, the Avengers yeah. were popular in the the sixties and, and into the seventies when the the X Men were were just having like reprints issued when they they weren't actually you know people forget that there there was close to ten years where the X Men didn't actually put out any new comics they just re released books and right. you know um, you know the Avengers were always going but like you know I don't I never found them super super interesting um, but. That being said, now is a different story. But here's the thing. With DC, it, it's it, it's Superman, then Batman, and then the rest of the field. <laughs> like and the field versus Superman, away. Batman versus the field. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like honestly, if if I'm if if I'm going to a third world country and I'm holding up superhero symbols, even in the world of the MCU, all of the kids know who Superman is. Yeah. 98% of the kids know who Batman is. I, I will say the most – I mean, the Iron Man doesn't really have a symbol. He, well, he has the arc reactor, I guess. But the other one, I would say, obviously, Spider-Man. And then yeah. now Captain America with the shield and everything. Yeah. A lot and, of people would know and that. And I think the but, other one now would be Wolverine. Yeah. But that's just because he's so, so oversaturated. And Deadpool yeah. is probably now – Tops yeah, for, is, for yeah. Marvel, but that's like, the, but the thing he about he just turned thirty, by the way. Yeah. So the thing about like Deadpool and Venom, for example, is like comic book fans, like people who love those characters, are not necessarily comic book fans. They just like the idea of the anti-establishment character that Deadpool and Venom are. Yes, which is right. fair, awesome. Like, go buy all the Deadpool and Venom merch that you want. Check out a comic every now and then. Enjoy the shitty Tom Hardy movie. You know awesome like have a character that you love and support and get there but so the the rumor is his it's going to be calvin ellis from earth 23 and and it's going to be michael b jordan and you know it is going to be the most divisive movie that it's going to make martha look like a like why did you say that name it's gonna be like that that why did that movie not win an oscar that's yeah. how bad and this is going to be and look, you you know, and I was talking to my buddy. We're we both are big fans of Man of Steel, despite its flaws. And, and I will go to bat for most of Man of Steel. And yet, I know the divisiveness, and I know some of the points that people have on why it's divisive. Yeah. 
uh, this the Superman is a beacon of hope. He represents hope. It's right. not just you know right. the S on his chest. It, and I think Zack Snyder. And one of the things I told my buddy yesterday, last night, I said, I think you know because Superman is a big you know there's an allegory of Jesus and Superman, obviously sure. last son and all this stuff. And I think the, well, and, he, he's and, written and, by two Jewish immigrants. Yeah, and you in know? Man of <laughs> yeah, and in Man of Steel. He was, I think he was 33 in Man of Steel, and it was like Jesus, you know, t- getting taken, th- going through the temptations. Right. Uh, and he was, go- he was, Zack Snyder was trying to build up to the Superman we know as far as, you know, the guy that we saw, kind of we saw in the Superman pilot with Tyler right. Hoechlin. Yeah. We'll get more into that. And I don't think these two guys will do that. I, and, because I think Coates is going to come in here with an agenda. And he's going to make it more about race yep. than about what Superman really is about. Well, it's and, like uh, what Terry Crews said. It's going to be the the Black Lives Better Superman. Yeah. And, you know. And I don't like, want it's any gonna be part hard, of that. It's going to be hard for people not to look at that as like, is this a bad guy? Is this a good guy? What am I looking at here? Yeah. And, and, and I don't want any part of that type of of agenda no. for Superman. I don't want that or type for of any of my for, comic for any of my books. Like if you want to have that agenda, characters. great. Make your own thing. Cuz like the yes. the 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 interview with Michael B Jordan and Oprah where she was like, "I heard you're going to play Superman." And he's like, "Well, I don't want to play Su- I don't want to play Clark Kent. Like I'd be all right playing Calvin Ellis." And she's like, "I don't know who that is." And then he said the greatest thing, and this is why I love him. He said, "I would much rather be something original." Thank you, Michael B. Jordan. Dude, that that guy, that dude is not only is he is he one of the best young actors in Hollywood. He is just one. I feel like he's one of the most down to earth people. Um, you know, you you look at him in movies like Creed, and he's awesome. Like he stole Black Panther. He was probably the only good part of Black Panther. Um, <laughs> he's great in Fruitville Station. Um, you put him in like yeah. the uh, I don't know if you ever saw that awkward moment with uh, him and Miles Teller and Zac Efron. Yeah, he saw, steals yeah. that movie. He is so, so great in that movie. Never and Chronicle. Quran. Yeah. I mean, that was the first thing. Like, I mean, obviously, the first thing I saw him in was The Wire, where, you know, in the first season, he plays Wallace, the the little drug runner. Um, but I mean, Chronicle was like his his first like big movie. And then. I am of the opinion that the Michael B. Jordan seasons of Friday Night Lights are the best seasons of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I, and I know I'm in the minority there. I know 100% I'm in the minority. Um, because little Maddie Saracen is just he's, – he's just the gift to television football. And, and he was great. But, like, I felt like the stories were way more compelling. <laughs> Coach Taylor actually had to work, <laughs> you know. And uh, – and we got Michael B. Jordan being Vince and, and you know, watching that struggle that he had being this kid with talent. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, Cree Williams is his dad, who I love that guy. Um, you know, in black, he's Black Lightning, even though he, he's Black Lightning is not nearly as good a show as he deserves to have. Um, right. But yeah. he was great in Oz. I don't know if you watched Oz. He was really good on that I show. did not. Um, but anyway. I digress. I I don't know. I I'm 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 I I love Superman. I I think Superman is actually a really easy character to do if you think about it. And and you know we're gonna get into that here in a second. Um, but doing this and with this creative team, I'm out. I'm just out. 
Yeah. I so. like the the when I got the new when I got the link to that in this group text, I say I want no part of this. Yeah. Especially and again, this was you know, they, they mentioned it's I think the article mentions Cavill and I'm like, even with Cavill in this, I was like, especially with him out of this, I want no part of right. these two guys. Yeah. With soup the Superman product. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Um, so can I, can I just ask, what's the makeup of, of the group? Like mostly black, mostly oh. white. Oh no. Most, uh, there's, uh, there's two black guys and then five white guys. And as far as comics go, they're, and cause we're all around the same age. I'm like the second or third oldest, I think. That's cause you're old but, enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, some of them, some of us have been, like, there's a couple that have been deep in the comics. Yeah. And then I'm kind of, like, in the middle with that in the sense of, you know, at one time I used to be deep in the comics, but, yeah. you know, I've kind of stepped away, and I'm kind of getting back and forth in it now. And then there are some that haven't really been in the comics, or they were sort of, like, kind of almost like the normies, as yeah. uh, Eric July said. <laughs> My so. goal is to get you to love comics as much as you love pops. <laughs> Well, I'm on a pop hiatus now, so, mm-hmm. and I'm and rereading Invincible, which is so good. Oh, so good. Anyway, all right. Uh, so yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I I'm not excited about this. Like, I was excited when I heard about the Superman reboot, and then I saw who was attached to it, and I was like, mm. like I, I didn't even have to get to Tanahisi Coates being involved in it to say I'm out. Yeah. Because well, I the the minute they say reboot, I'm yeah. I lost, there was no excitement for me because yeah. even before I knew who these two guys were, it's like, why are you rebooting when you have Henry Cavill? And then I hear they, these guys and it's just, like you said, DC, Warner Brothers, why do you not like money? Yeah. Like, I mean, I told you, you there's like- no reason Justice League should not have made billions of dollars. Capital no reason B, capital Yuns. Yeah. The fact that it like any most movies that make six hundred and fifty seven million is a rousing success. That one was a rousing obliteration of a failure. Yep. Yes, sir. And it shouldn't have made that that much money, honestly. No, 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 no. Let's let's be honest. It was it was the normies who, who got it there. Mm-hmm. Because Superman is the most recognizable planet. Uh, yeah. Superman is the most recognizable planet in the in the universe. So <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. So speaking of Supermans that we liked, um, Tyler Hoechlin, Hecklin, yeah, however you say it, Hecklin, yeah, Hecklin. I thoroughly have enjoyed this dude as Superman, even when they were emasculating him on Supergirl. Um, I so I'm a huge fan of Bitsy Turlock. Um, I refuse to call her Elizabeth, like. You know, it's shout out, shout out to my grim peeps. Um, <laughs> you know, but no, she's bitsy. Uh, <laughs> is that is that like misnaming her? Am I getting am I getting kicked off of Twitter for that? Am I just like, calling her what she used to go by? Um, anyway, well, well, it's like uh, like Mike Piazza back in the day. He's like, I refuse. He called Chipper Jones Larry. He's like, I refuse <laughs> to call a grown man Chipper. Yeah, <laughs> Lawrence. Hello, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> um so the two of them have amazing chemistry yeah. amazing and and like she just like like she carries herself like Lo- like lois lane should carry herself um 
and again, just the chemistry between the two of them. I, I tell you what I really liked. I, I liked Jordan Elias and Alex Garfin as Jonathan and Jordan Kent. Um, Jordan being the new twin. Um, I think it's funny that Jordan plays Jonathan and Alex plays Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So evidently I saw somewhere that um, I'm going to call her Elizabeth because that's her name. <laughs> where Bitsy, evidently she had a picture on Twitter or something where it was a note that says Alex plays uh, uh, Jordan or mm-hmm. and Jordan plays Jonathan because yeah. evidently she was getting it confused. She kept calling them by the wrong names. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like this is a really cool, cool cast. I mean, you've got you've got Emmanuel uh, Chakuri as Lana Lang Cushing. Um, nice little spin there. Dylan Walsh, who is, you know, like just a TV journeyman um, as Sam, General Sam Lane. And then uh, I'm just going to spoil something here at the end. We get a new character named Captain Luther, uh, played by Wole Parks. Um, and if you ever saw, uh, oh shoot, what was it called? It was the the bike messenger movie with um, JGL. Um, I've never seen that, but this guy's been on a few episodes last season of yeah. um, not Black Lightning, but All American Premium and, Rush. And he's been, Premium Rush is the Premium movie Rush, right? Yeah. So he's uh, he's JGL's uh, like chief rival, uh, and he's he's great in it. I love him. He's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I re- I mean I really liked him in his. Uh, his guest roles in all American last year as cool. well. So, so um, and yeah. talk about how an introduction though, they did a five minute introduction and gave those people who have never maybe, you know, no Superman, but have never really paid attention to his origin. Yeah. They did such a great job well, setting things up yeah. where he came from, how he grew up in, in introducing, introducing the Arrowverse version. Yes. Of Superman. Right. Which was great. Now, they did do my least favorite thing that, that we tend to do with Superman these days. Yeah. It's kill his parents. Um that's why Lois and Clark, the the new adventures of, of Superman as told by ABC, um <laughs> was was really good because he had his mom and dad. And yeah. it, it did not re- it was more of like the John Byrne run with his parents versus the uh Fucking Richard Donner. <sighs> anyway, I, it will never not make me mad when they kill the Kents early and, and often. Um, yeah. I like I just the watching, getting to watch adult Clark interact with his dad is really, really important. Plus, getting to watch adult Clark interact with his dad and then kill him gets super dusty, whatever room you're in. Yeah. So. Like in Smallville? Dude. I mean, he wasn't like an adult, you know? It was still kind of went the Donner way. Um, yeah. But, you know, we did get like six solid scenes of John Schreier. Yeah. Uh, he was so and good. He was, he was, he was so the, freaking good as Jonathan. He's the yeah. best John. Like, you know, um, Eddie, what's his name, who was in Lois and Clark, is the second best. But, like, yeah, John Schreier is, was the best Jonathan Ken. Um I mean, it's not like the Kents and the Man of Steel, who were monsters and and raised would have raised Brightburn. Like, let's be honest. So uh, the the fact that he turned out to be Superman was just like nature over nurture. 
which is weird because the Kryptonians are a warring, uh, horrible people. <laughs> like the Viltrumites. <laughs> not as bad as maybe the not as bad. I was about to say maybe so not as bad. They as they don't bad. they don't have a ring of of their dead around their planet. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, but. So no, this this was your the, the first five minutes of this were great. We got to see the Golden Age costume. We got an awesome interaction. Action where, Comics number one. Yep, and, like and, the, they even had the green car. Yep, and and for the people who who um who have ovaries, um I I imagine they exploded when Tyler Hoechlin was like, yeah, my mom made it for me. Um, that was like the most genuine, like earnest thing, and like he was so happy to be Superman. You know, it was yeah. it's what's been missing from the character for quite a while. Um, and because even well, you know what? Even, even Welling had the, the like angst, you know, angst. Yeah. The teenage angst. Yeah. yeah. So that scene right there, that short clip of when that kid says nice costume yeah. and his reply, the way he replied, yeah. that had me all in. Like, did your, again, did your I, ovaries explode? No, but like I got chills all over my body. I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like there was just something, like you said, so earnest. Because when we were talking about it, you also said that could have been such a cheesy dude line, throwaway line. There was there but was it more, more downside than upside to doing that. Yes, and he made it. And again, even though they made him a jobber on Supergirl to the point where I stopped watching Supergirl, I would always tune in when he was on the show because I I, I you know I like him from the teenage. You know, he used to be on Teen Wolf, and and I think he he was in. The, I saw him in this other movie. I can't remember the name of it. Where it was on Amazon Prime, where he was he was a brother, older brother of, uh, and he was really good. Uh, I think Miles Teller was in it too. Oh, so. but um, I really like him, and I like him as Superman. And this Superman is better than anything that we've seen of him as Superman in the previous Arrowverse. Yeah, because again, this has this is a little different because. You know, with the infinite crisis and crisis and on infinite earths and stuff like that, things got changed around. Yeah. And this is, I think this is kind of like a reboot for the, what we have of the Arrowverse. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I like that because it's, it's not throwing away what we've learned about him, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of polishing it off. And, and, and the most, and instead of, you know, throwing away what they have, like WB is doing with the Superman reboot we were just talking about. They're in this, the CW is embracing what they have and what they've had with Tyler Hawkland yeah. as Superman. So and here's, just, you know, here's what I want to see from the reboot, right? Like, mm-hmm. Superman's pod burns up an atmosphere. Superman reboot canceled. <laughs> oh, man. I know it's talking about killing a baby Kryptonian, but still, like, you know. (laughs) No, probably Superman's pod will crash land in Africa, and he'll be raised there. Will will he be raised by a group of people who don't want to help anyone else around them and then um, are completely isolationist? (laughs) And then his best friend will show up and everybody will turn on him just at the drop of a hat? That's, that sounds about right. That sounds familiar, too. Yeah, it happened in Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman on land? <laughs> land man. <laughs> so, all right. So, this pilot. So, we've we've talked a lot about this five minutes, right? Um, so, 
uh, we we've got Morgan Edge being carried over from Supergirl, but it's a different character playing or different actor playing Morgan Edge. So, I'm getting the feeling they're on a different Earth. Yes, um, absolutely. And we've got Captain Luther, who is Alex Luther. Um, so he's he's probably Lex's son of some kind, not John Cryer's Lex's Lex Lex. I hope. Um, by the way, I hated John Cryer as Lex Luther. I did not like John Cryer. The Lex only the only John Cryer Lex Luthor I liked was in Crisis when he had the interaction with Tom Welling, and that's because I, like yes. Tom Welling made that scene. Um, yeah, but yeah. So we 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 meet the kids. We you know we're we're introduced. Martha dies really early really early on. Um, they go back for her funeral. the The boys get into hijinks. Um. Oh, by the way, who puts a router in a barn? Um, a TV producer who wants to create a scenario where giant lead pipes fall on your kids who you think may, who the audience thinks may or may not have powers to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, when and that scene came on, it's like, yeah, the router's in the barn. Like, excuse me, what? <laughs> I saw that the routers in the barn. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know how often you have to reboot a router? Yeah, like and then why Kent having to reboot yeah. the router? How, how is how is Martha gonna get that high <laughs> to to get the router? Oh my gosh! It's like, oh. it, 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 can you imagine? Like, you know, uh, Sarah. Sarah Cushing is just hanging out at the Ken farm and she's like, Martha, I can't get on the internet. And she's like, oh, Sarah, it's just in the barn. God damn it, Martha. Why is it in the barn? Um, and I know that's the Christian Bale Batman voice. Um, but, which, which, yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't work doing the Ben Affleck. Like, why did you say that name? Um, but anyway, yeah, like, like, you know, you're asking us to suspend our disbelief that a man can fly. Yeah. And all right. But I, I will not suspend my disbelief suspend of a router in a freaking bar. Look, if you want your router to be up high like that, great. What you do is you put like a um you put the router where it's easy to get to and you put a bridge up high. That will, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, so there was that. And then the party, you knew there was going to be a fight. Um, oh yeah. Although I did tell you, I thought I think so. One of the two twins has powers. They subverted the expectations. Spoiler, spoiler alert! It's Jordan. Um, and so the subtitle for this week's episode. So this one is called "It Was Superman in the Vision," uh, and the subtitle is "It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Emo." Um, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I was watching, so I went back and watched like stuff leading up to like like news and stuff and everyone's like jonathan kent is gonna be super boy and it's like hmm, hmm, well uh no they went with the entirely new character that they made up um who will be brightburn and uh i'm really excited to watch elizabeth banks and roy from the office ruin this kid <laughs> so i thought it was funny because like did you ever read super sons uh i told you about super sons yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I you sure? Super, because yeah. I, I read I read it when it first came out. Yeah. Like, no. I, I like actually, I love Super Sun. Well, one, Damian Wayne is 
yeah. one of the better characters DC's put out of yeah, I love, love one of the new characters. Um, yeah. and, and and John John Kent being the the by the book Boy Scout and Damien like let's just sneak out like you know th- that dynamic was great. And then John not understanding why Damien doesn't have powers. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Damien has that. You know, he has that super serious type. Mm-hmm perspective and i i think that's why they put jordan like he did because mm-hmm. again don't don't know why but they don't do batman or any you know they rarely do batman in tv shows or at least i mean titans does it obviously yeah. and you know you kinda, have to animate it kinda. again like they went with a really of. old guy to play batman yeah I, yeah like sir yeah. jura mormont is batman again go after yourself <laughs> yeah but yeah i and I love like one of the things you said. You love these two guys. These two guys that play yeah. the brothers. Yeah, I thought they were great. They play brothers so well because Jonathan gives his brother grief, but he did not hesitate to step, you know, to try to save his brother and yes. put his body in online. So, so when 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 Jordan was trying to uh, steal that steal that guy's Kool Aid, if you will, uh, Jonathan just stepped up and threw the first punch. <laughs> yeah, um, and then. Jordan went full Brightburn. Um, I'm telling you, he's going to start burning Kryptonian symbols into like barns and planes and stuff. Uh, I, he's going to be he's going to be teaming up with Captain Luther by the end of the season. I would almost guarantee it. Yeah, I, I would 100 percent bet your life on it. <laughs> no, I. I That's how confident really... I am. I'll bet your life on it. I, I like I'm really curious to see where they go if Jonathan ever gets powers or he I'm, or Jordan. Yeah, Jordan has heat vision, but and he has, you know, his I mean, they were, you know, heavy, whatever, bricks and beams and mm-hmm. pipes that fell on him. But what if he can't fly? What if it ends up being Jonathan in season one at the end of season one or season two gets some of the powers? Yeah, I, I, there's so much they can do with this I, yeah. because they've already subverted some of the expectations or what if his, you know, because he's young, the powers come and go or something. I mean, we I think we saw that before with Clark in Smallville. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, like, sometimes. Superman will have that depending on, like, what kind of kryptonite yeah. is around. I'm curious yeah. as to the yellow I, kryptonite that he pulled out of the ship or orange, um, if that had something oh, yeah, to do right. with it. Um, kind of activating him? Like, act, like activating more. Well, like, instead of it just being of a latent, it, yeah. like, if he turned it, like, you know... Um, to st- steal a spoiler line from WandaVision, was it just going to be a power that died on the vine but got, you know, supercharged? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I just – I don't want to go too, too terribly into this. But uh, I'm excited for this. Like, I yeah, I watched it twice. I'm I'm all in for next Wednesday to watch it again. I think we're, we're going to keep talking about it until we don't like it anymore. Um, and it's only 12, I think, 12 or 13 episodes. I think it's 13, which is – I'm shocked. That the CW yeah. didn't make it sixteen or seventeen, so yeah, I, I like that's perfect for me for for yes, you know a network show because you know for they're not going to do the eight or ten any yeah. show. Like, well, I'm just saying, yeah. like you know, oh, net, yeah. uh, so. streaming shows can are doing that a lot with eight and ten episodes. Well, but they're network doing eight to ten episodes because they're doing an hour long for the most part. Yeah, like you but, know, yeah, and that's that's true. You have the forty, what's it, forty two minutes, forty two minutes with commercials, or something like that. And, so. Oh my god, but, CW can can I like buy? the app and not have commercials and it's like five minutes worth of commercials Dude, every it's every fun. 13 minutes it's like oh geez it's like and that's oh. why 
Yeah, that's why I, when I can, I watch those on YouTube TV because I can just fast forward well, through. The I commercials. don't have YouTube TV, Daryl. Oh well. Anyway, sounds like a personal problem. All right, so uh, let's say out of reversed mortgaged farms, out of five, <laughs> I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a four. I am going to go a little bit higher and a four point two five. Okay. All right, so moving on, let's talk about WandaVision, episode eight. Uh, so Previously on. Of, yeah, so just so you know, the, I don't know why. The last day and a half, the original WandaVision song for the first episode has been just careening through my head. Really? I don't know why. I've had, yeah. it's been Agatha all along stuck in my head for a week, so. Well, I, I had that for a week, and then yesterday, for some reason, the season one or the episode one song got stuck in my head. Yeah. I, I also have like the Wonder Woman version of it where it's like Wanda, 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 Wanda. That sounds like that kind of reminds me of Spy Hunter. Yeah, like but it's like, well, yeah, like. But yeah, no, it's like because, you know, it's the Wonder, 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 Wonder. Anyway, but yeah, uh, nobody wants to hear us sing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I loved this episode so much. Um, we got we got Agatha's back. All right, if you're gonna spoon feed me Marvel, this is the way to do it. Yes, yeah. Let Let's just put it out there. Um, uh, what 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 did I tell you? Uh, there was a character missing this week, and uh, I did not realize they were not in the episode until we talked this morning. Yeah. Uh, miss uh, Rambo. I did not is... miss her. Like honestly, yeah. she she uh, uh I, I like Tahona Paris. I think I think she she's she's great. Um, I don't think she's right for the role. I don't think uh, I don't think Monica Rambo is written especially well. I was about um, to say I don't know if they know how to write her well. I I I hate director Hayward not because he's the villain but because they introduced him as this like kind of caring guy and they turned him into this mustache twirling like Mwahahaha. um yeah and and Speaking I hate of, like, it yeah it's it's kind of like your 3D printer when you just they just printed out a uh, you know a little template and just said we're gonna use this as him yeah. Uh, middle-aged white guy bad guy done stamp move yeah. on so unless um, and, uh, and the one thing i'm holding out on and i and after this week i i seriously doubt it's going to happen unless there's some ulterior thing we haven't seen from him and he's playing a long game and there and he is someone we don't expect him like to is be. he a mefesto is that what you're thinking or, or even not even just Mephisto, but he is kind of like a, an alkalite of his or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. He's like but... the JBL to the Undertaker. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I doubt. I and don't that see that, that lady happening. who's his like right hand person. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I I love this man like. Going through and and seeing the the Maximoff kids growing up, um, getting more context around the why the Stark bomb didn't go off. Um, by right. the way, we're not spoiling this episode right now. You have to tune into Patreon for that. 
<laughs> um yeah, I like I, I just I, I thought I thought this was great. I love Catherine Hahn. Love Catherine Hahn. Um and she got to she got to do so much in this episode. Yeah. And I've noticed there's a lot of people that are fans of hers, even in my circle of friends, like I've again in the text chain, love Catherine Hahn. And a couple other people that aren't on there I mean, that I know through other places, they're like, oh, I love her. I mean, she's like, – And they, and they would mention like other, her other like, shows she's been in. Yeah, most yeah. people probably know her as Jen Barkley from um, Parks and Rec, the political consultant who helps Paul Rudd's Bobby, uh, Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. Um, run against Leslie for for city council. And, Leslie um, Nope. Leslie Nope. Bobby Newport kills puppy. Um, I love when Tom and Ben are going back and forth with the Bobby Newport voice. Anyway, um, but no, she's in this. She's in this great movie called Bad Words with Jason Bateman. She's in this great um, single six episode series on uh, HBO uh, called Mrs. Fletcher. She's obviously in Bad Moms, which she was great. Um, you know, just whenever she shows up, she's just a hilarious breath of fresh air and and she she is she's a great actress she's you know she's got amazing comedic timing yeah and she can be menacing when she wants to be yes very very much so i mean she's got a, she's got we, a huge career i mean she's yeah. got just between television and you know <clears throat> um movies and stuff she's she's great um yeah, I mean, she just shows up on stuff, and and it's it's always like sweet, uh, Catherine Hahn. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so okay, so we get we get that we get the Wanda Maximoff. This is your life. Um, I do have to say, I really liked her family's choice in like TV shows to have like family movie night with. That was, that was pretty like, cool. That box I, of DVDs and, and DV, in there, it's like, where did you get a Malcolm in the Middle DVD? Those were really hard to come by because of the music rights. Especially in Sokovia. Well, maybe maybe it was only in Sokovia that you could get it. <laughs> I did like on TV night, they only spoke English in the Maximoff household to uh, to practice. That was, uh, that was, yeah. that was very funny. Yeah. Um, I I uh or uh Agatha pointing out like your that accent of yours just comes and goes, goes in and out. Yeah. <laughs> uh the, the the opening up on on Agatha in the Salem witch trial. Um now how bad is it when you are the witch being tried by other witches? Yeah, like yeah, we never get well we she was looking at information that was well too powerful she said she they said she was she was using magics that were behind her beyond her age and beyond station. her yeah uh and in uh or age and position i think was the word she said maybe she said station i don't remember exactly um but yeah that was great and then she taught them yeah so and, and yeah the, i didn't the false I, it, fear <laughs> yeah uh but like going back to wanda i like you said this it was almost kind of like that this is your life slash you know visiting you know coming to terms with 
what you are and what you've gone through and actually facing, you know, the pain that you've so long tried to hide. And I I really love that about this episode because it, it does force Wanda into an uncomfortable position of facing that future or facing the past that she wants to forget about. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, she, she mustn't fear. You know, fear is the mind killer. Yes. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. She or, will face her fears. She will permit it to pass over and through her. And when it has gone past, she will turn the inner eye to see its path. And where the fear has gone, there will be only nothing. But Wanda will remain. Or you can just say, you can lose, but you must not lose to fear. <laughs> Quote Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> true, very true. I prefer Dune over Mr. Miyagi, but I, I to prefer each Mr. Their Miyagi's. Own. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi's was a little bit more succinct and to the point. Let's, although let's just, Dune's is much more poetic. Yeah, and I love that. One. Let's so. just say, um, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Can't lose. So, and Wanda did not have a full heart, and this episode did get a little teary. Um, it was uh, it was very heartbreaking to watch her dealing with the loss in, in the flashback, and Agatha the way she prodded and she's like, "Hmm, that's interesting. I need more." <laughs> yeah, and and the one thing I like in those they had, what her family had two three minutes maybe of screen time, and in that time they they created such a loving environment. That, I mean, that was just kudos to the actors and yep. the writing and the directing in that scene so Matt, to get yeah, so Matt much in so, such again. a short amount of time. Matt Shackman again directed. And it was uh, Laura Donnie uh, wrote this episode. Uh, she, I don't think she wrote any of the other episodes. Um, let me check real quick. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they did so, they did so much character development in in such a short amount of time um with different characters yeah this was the first episode that that laura wrote um uh, this is just this is the culmination of what what this has been building to um we got to see her come in contact with the mind stone and some wonkiness happened there um we learn that maybe she had these powers all along and the mind stone just supercharged them um and then how she creates Westview, Westview, um, New Jersey. Um, and how she ended up there, I thought was the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard. That was, yeah. And then, when, yeah, that was, I, I mean, I, and, and it was funny because when I first watched this episode and it's one of those instances of, I, it, it's hard to make a judgment sometimes with episodes for me because there's so much going on and I have to step back and it, it's like with Infinity War. You know, I really liked Infinity War, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I stepped back and watched it again that I really appreciated how much I loved it. Yes. Not liked it, how much I loved it. Yes. And this episode for me, it was one of those where I was after, you know, after we got to the, you know, after I watched it for the first time, I had to step back, okay? I had to go about my work day and cuz I yeah, you know, I watched these like right before I work. I have my coffee, mm -hmm. I got my 7 a.m., got my donuts, watched it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was with me all day. And then I kind of watched, you know, some reactions and some, you know, some scenes here and there. And it really kind of developed and how much I liked this episode. This is the first episode I wanted to just immediately watch 
for a second time. And it's a sad thing that there are some people that watch the first couple episodes and it wasn't their cup of tea. I, you know, you know what I call those people? I call those people crazy because this is, and I, I keep, I, Anyone who asks me about, like, what do you think of WandaVision? The first thing I say, it is the most creative thing the MCU has ever done. The second 100%. thing I say is, I love what they did in the first three episodes. And um, as much as I hated episode four, uh, because I don't want to be spoon-fed, I don't want to be told, I want to be shown. Um, you know, I, I, it, like it's, that's the only misstep to me that this season has really had. Other than Monica not necessarily being what I wanted her to be, and maybe that's just my my you know history with like I like Spectrum. I think Spectrum's a great character. Like I like Monica in the comics. Like she's she's always been an interesting character. Um, and we but, get snippets of how good she can be throughout this you know yeah. throughout the series. My problem is she's been so it's been such an up and down journey as far as her characterization because mm-hmm. there are moments where it's like okay this is what we want mm-hmm. and then it seems like it's just an up and down it's like like for every step forward they take they take a step back with her character i, I think whenever like the the couple episodes where where peter cameron had like the where he was one of the two writers um you know what we saw uh, of monica was a little more interesting I, I think uh, I'm I'm really fearful because the the Megan McDonald episodes, um, with with uh, the second one, uh, we interrupt this program. Like she's the writer of Captain Marvel too. Okay. And so if this is how she's presenting um, Monica Rambeau to us, like I I have even less desire to to see <laughs> to see it um okay this was the first episode that did not have a commercial the the yeah. hydra-esque commercial so i found that interesting and uh we had a great end credit scene or i guess it was a mid credit it goes from like the stylized credits to just the every person who voiced one of the characters around the world in whatever language um which adds 87 minutes to the runtime uh <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah and kind of uh kind of how what's happening with vision like i we we learned a whole whole bunch of stuff so yeah I, yeah. yeah it this the again when you're talking about showing and not telling and you and you said when you first started talking about it this is how i want to be spoon fed yeah. stuff yeah show me Versus, show me why look these at, people are great yeah, and, and look at episode four, which takes it, you know, it's the same type, but it takes such a different approach, such a hands-on approach instead of what this one did. It was mm-hmm. hands-off because it gave you the setup. It showed you. Right. And it didn't have all this dialogue where it's like, okay, this ha- happened. We were such a good family because of this, that, and the other. And No, they showed it to you. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, in a two-minute scene, it, it gave us such a loving family that it was, even though we knew what was going to happen to them, still heartbreaking to see what, when it happens. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, so out of five Fiatros. <laughs> Fake Pietro. Yep. Or Fiatro. Uh, I am going four and a half. Same. I was, yep, four and a half. So, yeah, this was uh, this was quite the episode. 
yeah, and I, I I'm just so excited to see what we get for the finale. So and what like happened? Said, yeah, what happened in the mid credit finale, like uh, cutscene, like has me super excited. Man, yeah. because because what that is is actually one of the few Avengers stories I loved. So from the comics, um, but yeah, all right, cool. Well, uh. I think that's it. I don't like. We'll we'll go we'll go deeper. You guys gotta go sign up for Patreon. Thanks, Matt and Julian, for backing us. Um, check it out. The commentaries. So for two bucks, you can listen to all eight of them. As of, you know, they're already out based on when when this podcast comes out. So, yeah. Any last words? No, just looking forward to. Again, like I mentioned, with when we were talking about Spider Man, I am really looking forward to see what they do with the multiverse, yeah. and how next week's WandaVision finale ties in slash leads up to that. Yep. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Superman and Lois, for being awesome, and thank you, oh, WandaVision, man. for being awesome. And uh, and remember, this month is gonna well, not dude, March, March is, is gonna, gonna be, be crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. Man, it, it pisses me off that I have to turn my Netflix back on. I don't use it for months. I cancel it, and then it's like, oh yeah, everything under the sun is coming out this month. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> you're anyway. welcome. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're like, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You you owe us fourteen dollars for the next month now. <laughs> it's just gotten so expensive. Like I can understand spending like 16 bucks a month on HBO max because there's so much stuff on there. And Oh my God. Haley is like watching everything. DCU. Like uh, all the cartoons, uh, every single one of them. So by the way, static shock is on there now. So is the Batman, which is like actually one of the cooler Batman cartoons. Um, with uh, I think Rhino Romero is the guy's name who voices Bruce and Batman, who was the voice of Spider Man in the '90s cartoon, um, or no, sorry, in the video games. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so definitely worth checking those two shows out, and um, yeah, cool. All right, anything else? That'll be it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, check out our Patreon. Check out our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. And if you feel so obliged, uh, head over to iTunes or just head over to theinfospodcast.com and it'll take you to wherever, whatever things we're on. And you can uh, leave a, a nice review for us if you would be so obliged. And we would appreciate it. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Later. Peace out. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. 
So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.